Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, mom, Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morency. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people of Boston, and everybody else in between. Throwing it down the twisted Tuesdays. The Los Angeles Dodgers throw the Tampa Bay Rays down. Overwhelmed them. They put an eight spot up on the board. They take a one nothing series lead. Three wins away from their seventh championship in franchise history. And honestly, the Los Angeles uh, Dodgers slash Brooklyn Dodgers have been playing baseball uh, for a long time. You'd figure that they've won more uh, than six times, but the fact remains the Dodgers haven't won in 32 years. In 32 years. And you know what they say, right? The third time's the charm as Clayton Kershaw gets it done in game one. And uh, people are quick to hate, uh, but they're not so quick uh, to recognize greatness after the fact. And I've always found it uh, interesting um, how people solely judge players on championships. Yet we'll, we'll get into this. Uh, we'll get into this uh, in the second hour here, as far as Clayton Kershaw is concerned. In which the NBA is stupid. All right, like the, the NBA, like you know, Char- Charles Barkley is one of the best players that ever played in the NBA. All right, Charles Barkley is one of the best players that ever played in the NBA. Charles Barkley scored, bro. Like I don't know what did he score. We'll look up his numbers. The guy scored like 48 points or something against the Chicago Bulls in the finals for the Phoenix Suns, okay? Like Charles Barkley, honestly, I think Barkley averaged 35 and 10, guys. We'll look up Barkley's numbers. Yeah, when, when, when Barkley talks now, oh, well, he never won. Yeah, well, so what? It means he's not a great basketball player because he didn't win a championship because the guy scored like 35 and 10 in the NBA finals, but his team was only you know, lost to Michael Jordan. So he's a big loser. I know John Stockton's a big loser, right? John Stockton sucks, right? John Stockton's one of the best point guards ever to play in, in the NBA. I don't care whether he won a championship or not. And it's funny because I saw Robert Ory talk about that. And Robert Ory's got uh, more rings than, like, uh, Ivanka Trump, all right? And um, Robert Ory was like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. He's like about players that didn't win about great players and he talked about Barkley he talked about Malone Stockton and these guys Clayton Kershaw is a first ballot Hall of Famer but he does need this championship this is Sports Rage bring it Sports 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. And you know what? It'll be nice having a little extra cash to bet on college football. Yeah, I'd like to bet a hundred bucks. You want to pick a team? No, just take it. Sports Rage Late Night continues. I am Gabe Morency at level two. Quickest 120 minutes in sports. Uh, we throw it down. Uh, thanks to Steve Merrill for stepping up and in. A lot of stuff uh, to get to. Los Angeles Dodgers take game one. Of uh, the World Series, uh, Dodgers were minus two ten series favorites coming in uh, to, uh, to Game One. Uh, they are now minus three seventy five after winning uh, the game eight to three. Clayton Kershaw uh, victorious uh, this evening, and uh, Clayton Kershaw's struggles in the postseason have been well documented. And it's not as if though it's not true either, right? It's not as if though that it's not true. And the thing is with Kershaw in the postseason. He hasn't been terrible. He hasn't been terrible, but he also hasn't been lights out, right? And he's been lights out in the regular season. So the bar is set very high uh, for Clayton Kershaw. Like, you know, a good example, his last start, he gave up three runs, you know, and, you know, the bullpen actually, uh, the bullpen did, but they were his earned runs, I believe, like two of them. You know, he left the game, he gave up three runs in six innings. Other other pitchers get standing ovations nowadays for that. Clayton Kershaw gets ripped for it, right? So as I was saying earlier, I think it's it's unfair and it's kind of stupid it, to solely just talk about players whether they won or lost or not. Uh, you know, to judge whether they're great great players, I think that's stupid and a shallow way of looking at things. Trust me, some of the greatest players ever to play in all uh, in all leagues didn't win a championship. Like is was is Bo Jackson? Uh, yeah, Bo Jackson sucks, right? He must suck, Bo Jackson. Yeah, he does actually. Bo Jackson sucks. Bo Jackson <laughs> never won a World Series, never won a Super Bowl. Terrible. What what, what, what a loser! Like you, you see, what I'm saying it's stupid. All right, it's stupid. Barry Sanders like won what? Like one playoff game, two playoff games in his career. Barry Sanders one of the best players ever to play in the National Football League. But I guess he sucks because he didn't win a Super Bowl, right? Like I said, I hate people today. Like, it's just, it's, they're mind-numbingly stupid. Mind-numbingly stupid. But 
without being stated. Barry Sanders never had a hope in hell of winning a Super Bowl, right? He was on a bad franchise, on a bad team, in a division with good teams. So, like Barry, that's why Barry Sanders retired uh, earlier uh, than a lot of people uh, wanted him to because he had enough. He's like, all right, it's done. Like, we're not going anywhere. I'm not running myself into the ground. And, you know, he's one of these. Yeah, you know, plus he played for the Detroit Lions, right? You look, Calvin Johnson. The last two great players to play for the Detroit Lions both retired prematurely. You know, is there, what, what a coincidence, right? But it's a little bit different. So, like I said, like Bo Jackson, and I'm just kidding about Bo Jackson. I know people are stupid and someone's driving around right now. Thinking, oh, this guy's just ripping Bo Jackson. So, listen, Bo Jackson, obviously amazing, right? Bo Jackson, amazing, amazing, amazing. You know, one of the best athletes I've ever seen perform live. Probably the best, actually, if I really... I've seen all the great ones. Seen all the great ones, but... You know, as far as, like, football, like I saw Bo Jackson with the Raiders a lot. I lived in Los Angeles when Bo Jackson was on the Raiders. It was a real treat, but he was hurt a lot, too. He got hurt, you know? But when he played, like, holy crap... But baseball's a little, you know, so I'm not I'm not calling up Bo, Bo Jackson or Barry Sanders, et cetera, but I'm just making a point. I'm just making a point. There's some great players, like all-time greats, man. You know, great athletes that never won a championship. Right? So they, they never won a championship. But the difference with Clayton Kershaw is he has had opportunities, right? Like Barry Sanders didn't fumble in the Super Bowl. You know, two or three times type of deal, right? Like the, So there's a difference, and and it's a little bit different when you're a pitcher as well. Like, a good, like you know, a good example is like Mike Trout right now. Mike Trout's a great player. Is Mike Trout a loser because he never won? You know, everyone thinks Mike Trout's the best baseball player ever to play the game. I don't. You know, I think, you know, I think Mike Trout is awesome and stuff, but I think Mike Trout is one of, like, a lot of awesome players in Major League Baseball, but... You hear what I'm saying? Like, people bow down to Mike Trout like he's the greatest thing ever, right? He's never won. Does it mean that he's not? Is it his fault that the Angels don't win? So, but it's different when you are a pitcher. When you're a pitcher, you really are sort of controlling your own fate. You can talk about run support. You can talk about everything else. But the fact is, you're a pitcher, you are in control of your own fate a lot more than a running back is or a lot more than Charles Barkley was on a team with four other dudes on the court, right? Like, you can't control the greatness of your your teammates. And I totally get it. The great ones make other players better, blah, 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 and all that crap. But this ain't Little League. And in reality, this is why the Dodgers are going to win the World Series, just because they have more talent. Talent wins, guys, all right? Generally, talent wins. Why did the Lakers beat the Miami Heat? They were more talented. Right? They have LeBron James. They have uh, Anthony Davis. Out of the 10 guys on the court, out of the 10 guys on the court at all times, the Lakers had the best two guys on the court. And Miami were deep. They had a bunch of good guys. But did they have great guys? Like Jimmy Butler was like the third best player on the court. He was Miami's best player, but he's only the third best player, right? Talent will prevail, guys, time and time and time and time and time again. Talent will prevail. But as far as Clayton Kershaw, like people talk about Kershaw like his postseason failures or his postseason record is like, you know, like the guy's 4-18 and 18 or something like that. 
You know what Creighton Kershaw's record is in the playoffs after tonight's win? 12 and 12. 12 and 12. He's got the second most strikeouts in postseason history. And it's funny because, oh, like I said, there was one walk in the first inning. He gave up a single and a walk. And I saw right away, oh, in our chat and on Twitter, oh, there's Kershaw, playoff Kershaw, playoff Kershaw. Well, you mean the playoff Kershaw that struck out 13 against San Diego two weeks ago? I guess, you know, you guys don't remember that playoff Kershaw, right? That that one didn't count. The, the only ones that count with these losers are the ones that want to eat, you know what I mean, when they're right. It's like Josh Allen. People are, Josh Allen sucks. Josh Allen sucks. Josh Allen sucks. Whatever, Josh Allen's been good for two years. He has a bad game. Oh, see, I told you Josh Allen sucks. God, you guys are stupid. And of course, not tuning into the show, because if you're tuning into the show, you're as smart as people in West Virginia are. And I say that because people in West Virginia, give it give, give it up. Give it up to the state of West Virginia. They're the ones, 67% on the Los Angeles Dodgers. They're sharp betters there in, uh, in West Virginia, evidently. And another thing is, too, that people don't take into consideration, and it's another thing that, like, stupid people don't get, is, like, Doc Rivers is a good example. Oh, Doc Rivers has blown a 3-1 series lead three times in his career. Can you believe that? He's blown a 3-1 series lead three times? What a loser. Oh, you should fire him. Blown a 3-1 series lead three times. Yeah. The guy's also been a coach in the NBA for, like, 20 years. And has played in a million series. When you play in a million series, you will lose a lot of series. I, I don't I don't understand what, what, what part of this people don't get, right? Oh, yeah, Doc Rivers sucks because they blew a 3-1 series lead. Yeah, yeah. It's Doc Rivers' fault that Lou Williams went to a strip club after a funeral when he left the bubble, right? It's it's Doc it's Doc's fault that Montrez Harrell's a head case, right? You know, it's Doc's fault that, you know, Kawhi Leonard is like a bigger diva than Beyonce now, right? Come on. It's like, uh, it's like good quarterbacks. Good quarterbacks, legendary quarterbacks. By the way, oh, yeah, they've thrown a lot of interceptions over the years. Portrage late night. Continue. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we going to learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person.
Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. My name's Bobby, and I am an addict. You know, you folks aren't here because you're gamblers. You are here because you are terrible gamblers. Okay, Bobby. These folks don't need to stop doing what they're doing. They just need to get better at it. Sports Rage, late night. I am Renzi. Level 2 continues. Uh, Dodgers that get it done. We're just talking about uh, Clayton Kershaw and winning and the postseason and all that type of stuff. So he's 12-12 and now in the postseason. We're talking about, like, greats. Greats who, you know, didn't win or have been criticized for not winning. And you know, I, I think a lot of it is is stupid. I think a lot of it is overrated. Uh, but with Clayton Kershaw, and I love him, and, you know, people that have been listening to our show a long time, I mean, I don't know if you guys remember, we had Clayton Kershaw on when he was a rookie. And I told him, you're going to win a bunch of Cy Young awards, and you're going to be like like Sandy Koufax. Um we nicknamed him the Claw. Ironically enough, the Kawhi Leonard ended up getting the name. <laughs> it was all said and done. Uh, irony, but uh, yeah, we had. You know, I like to find that interview. Actually, man, I wish we saved all those old shows. You know, what do you do? You're, I've been on the air every night for 18 years. So, um, I don't know. How many? How many of you tuning in right now? How many of you tuning in remember that? Actually, I know some. There's some hardcores that uh, remember all of uh, all of our shows. Well, I remember I was very excited to have Clayton Kershaw on when we did. And, uh, you know, it was, it was early in his career. And uh, we knew the kid was going to be a killer. But it is fair to say, it is fair to say that, it is fair to say that, um, that he needs to win. That he needs to win. And, and it's not just him, guys, right? It's, that's another thing, too. It's a team sport. But the, being a pitcher is more individualistic. I get it. but. The Dodgers as a whole have underperformed in the playoffs and in the World Series. They've won seven division titles, guys. All right? They've won seven division titles in a row. They don't have a championship to show for. So that's a lot of playoff baseball games. Is it all Clayton Kershaw's fault? The dude didn't pitch every game, guys. Right? Like, that's another thing. Like, it's somehow all Clayton Kershaw, Clayton Kershaw. Yeah, whatever, dude. Cody Bellinger had like a 179 batting average in the playoffs coming into this year in the playoffs. All right, experience matters. The kid's been in now a couple of World Series. He's looser now, and you can see that you know they're they're embracing the moment. The Dodgers, they're 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 embracing the moment. But Clayton Kershaw needed this. He does need it to cement his legacy. A lot of people think he's the greatest uh, left-handed pitcher ever, and he's already a first ballot Hall of Famer. But this just sort of you know this. Basically, you you win a World Series and you're pretty close to getting a statue outside of Dodger Stadium, bro. Like it's one of those deals. And I'm not over exaggerating. The Dodgers have only won six championships. So it's not like the Dodgers have won 22 times and it's ah oh, just another win. And I like what Buck brought up tonight. And he said, for people who think the Dodgers like just bought this championship, you don't know. Like people, dude, they're all they're all Dodger Dodger bred. They brought in Mookie Betts, Whippy. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. They brought in a free agent. The Dodgers are all, and, you know, another thing with Clayton Kershaw, he didn't chase stuff, guys. He ain't chasing rings. 
oh, I'm going to go to this better team and I'll just be a number three or a number four on this team and I'll win a World Series for sure. No. That's what I love about this Dodger unit, man. They stuck, they stuck together. They haven't won yet, but they've stuck together. They've stuck together and they've just come back. They've, they've been resilient. They bounce back. You know what I mean? And, you know, just a ton of heart, this team. They're close. They're, they're not there, though. Three wins. And Tampa's been great uh, coming off a loss. Off the top of my head, I remember Tampa was 16-3 and three off a loss when they lost the first time in the playoffs. And they bounced back. I think, this is just off the top of my head now, but I believe that they are now 18-5 and five off a loss. Because I'm pretty sure they were... They were 16 and three in the season off a loss. And um, or was it 13 and three? Whatever. They've been very, very good off a loss. And both times in a plus, because remember, they were up two games to one. They were up two games to one. They lost to the Yankees and then they won game five. And then they were up three one and they lost two in a row, actually, to the Astros. Right? Or three in a row, actually, to the Astros. So three in a row. But it's like I said last week to Cam. With the Rays, and I could see it, and I was riding the Rays, but for the most part, I had a couple of speed bumps where I bet against them, but you could see the Rays, I don't know if they got tired, or they were playing above their head, almost like a UFC fighter fighting at some tempo and some pace that they can't keep up, and like the Rays were diving over walls, and like it was crazy the plays these guys were making, man. And it's hard to, like, it's like a gamble. It's hard to be that hot that long. It's hard to do anything that good that long every day. And except us in this show, of course. Uh, but you could see against the Astros that yeah, there were leaks. There were leaks. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, there was like, hey, we got a little water coming through over here, guys. Hey, look, it's coming over here now, too. Like, you could see it. Snell bitched to the manager. He complained to the media after. It's like, guys, you guys are going to the World Series and you got a pitcher that's pissed that he got taken out of the game. Guys that are making plays all the time suddenly are making errors. You, you know, baseball gods, you know, balls were squeaking through and stuff. It's all about peaking at the right time, man. Look, the Dodgers were on the ropes against the Braves. And that's not Clayton Kershaw, right? So my whole point is Clayton Kershaw. You know, the Dodgers have been a big disappointment in the playoffs as a whole, guys, for the last, you know, seven, 32 years. 32 years. The Dodgers haven't won in 32 years. Is it his fault? Oh, I know it's all his fault, right? They haven't won in 32 years. No. I can't believe it's been 32 years because they've been good a lot. And it's not just the past seven years in a row. Like, they've had other little runs where they've been damn good and there's been postseason failures, like before Kershaw even. Like, there's just, it is what it is. Um, but uh, props to Kershaw. But you know what it, it reminds me of, though? I remember... I remember John Elway. Remember John Elway. John Elway was known as like the biggest loser quarterback. This is what I'm talking about with like loser sport fans. Oh, ha, 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 John Elway. Look, even in the Simpsons. I love the Simpsons, but even in the Simpsons. It was Homer's dream to always own the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, Scorpio uh, gives him the... uh, uh, gives them the Denver Broncos. He's like, ah, the Denver Broncos. And they always made fun of the Broncos on the Simpsons in that era. Remember there was another episode where Homer's in, uh, John Elway gets hurt in his dream. He's daydreaming, and he's like, oh, my God, Homer, you're in. You're the new quarterback of the Denver Broncos. And Homer scores the touchdown, 
and then they show the scoreboard. It's like San Francisco 55, Denver 7. Like Denver were the laughing stock so much that like they were a punchline in sitcoms. Yeah, is John Elway a laughing stock now, bitch? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, huh? No, no. Guys like running the Denver Broncos. He's a co-owner of the Broncos, running the Broncos. Yeah, two-time Super Bowl winner on the way out. MVP. Epic play against the Green Bay Packers. They have flying through the air to get the touchdown. John Elway's known as a winner. The winner. Guy was known as like, you know what I mean? It's just funny the perception how, you know, stuff will change. You win a game and suddenly people think you're a completely different, better person and player because you won one game. Well, he won the Super Bowl, so now he's amazing. Before he was a loser, now he's amazing. Phil Mickelson. Oh, he'll never win. He can't win majors. Guy never wins. He's overrated. Big fat guy. He's out of shape. Big jerk. Rude to everyone. Never wins. Whatever. Fast forward to Phil Mickelson's won a ton of majors. Uh, is now a skinny guy that everybody loves. <laughs> uh, hockey. Hockey. I remember, man, Steve Eiserman, man. I'm old enough to remember when Steve Eiserman was a young player with the Detroit Red Wings, and his reputation was that he was selfish. That was Steve Eiserman's reputation. Ah, he's just a selfish guy. He, he's not a team player. He'll never win. Not a leader. Just, yeah, he's, he's, got, he's got an attitude problem. I don't know. How, how, many, how many cups this guy win? Three, four? How many win? They win three, at least three, three cups as the captain. And now he's like a hockey executive and like Steve Eiserman with Team Canada and Steve Eiserman personified leadership. <laughs> you look up leader and hockey, it's like uh, Mark Messier. Yeah. All right. Yeah. There's Steve Eiserman. Like it's crazy how it's crazy how um, it's crazy how it, you know, what if you you have to look at the, the 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 player's entire career? Like Elway was a great example of that, in which Elway never won, then they get back, and it's like ah, they're gonna lose, they're gonna lose, they win, and then they win again, they win, and then they win again, and then Elway rides off into the sunset, and then people were crying that he left. They were like, come on, don't leave, right? I guess, and even in the, he was in the shower after the Super Bowl, and he told Terrell Davis, I'm done. He said, this is it. And uh, Davis said, no, 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 no. It can't be it, man. He said, we just won the Super Bowl. He goes, can, we can win a third Super Bowl. You got to come back next year. And Elway told him, I can't do it. That's uh, Elway was, uh, you know, Elway knew. Elway, smart guy. He knew his own body. Elway told him, I can't do it. And Davis told him, it's a great story. Dave Davis told me, he goes, dude, you just... You're just the MVP. You just played great. Uh, Davis is the MVP of that game. It's Packers. But uh, remember, that's the famous play when Elway ran for the end zone, gave up his body. And um, so after the, you know, they win the Super Bowls, Davis is like, you, you can't retire. You're playing great. We just won Super Bowls. Why would you retire? And uh, Elway told him, I can't do it. He said, I can play well for one game in the Super Bowl. He goes, I won't, I can't get through another 16 games in the playoffs, bro. And he told him point blank, I just can't make it. A lot of guys would have like, no, nah, I'm going to try to get through. But Elway rode off into the sunset as a winner. Right? He knew. He was like, yeah, I'm not going to be able to make it through 16 games. Like I can, I'm barely, you know, I'm barely getting by right now. 
another, you know, reputation. It's too bad Jim Kelly could never get that. I'm glad Kyle, uh, Kyle Lowry got the win. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. I'm a rageaholic. <laughs> Just can't live without Rage <laughs> Sports Rage. Late night continues. Bring it. I am Renzi. Throwing it down. Uh, nice. Uh, I can't say it was a clean sweep, actually, uh, tonight. Can't say it was a clean sweep because we did. I don't really count it as a loss, though, because it was such a degenerate sort of in a spur of the moment. Let's have fun bet in which I bet will a runner reach base in the first inning. I've never done that before. <laughs> I've just cracked over. I've just stepped over into the crack zone. Uh, I, you, know, you all know I like to bet the no run in the first inning, but I actually bet no one will reach base. <laughs> I bet no one will reach base in, in the Tampa first half of the inning. It was plus 125. I'm like, ah, roll the dice on this. See, see if Kershaw get a one, two, three. Of course, like there's this thing. He got it out, and there was a single, and then it was a walk. It was like, oh boy, oh boy. Uh, but we hit the no run. But uh, yeah, it was a nice clean sweep. And you know, one of our great bets tonight was that uh, man. This is the thing. They have these props in the regular season, but it's tough. There's so many baseball games, and you know, this year it was tough with baseball because it was going on at the same time as the NBA playoffs. But um, you know, like player props in, in baseball, we do the strikeout prop often, but that's kind of easy. I like that one because it was easy to research and you know everyone strikes out all the time in baseball. You know, like you got to ride the wave. Like years ago, the long field goal prop would hit. It doesn't hit as much anymore. You got to sort of ride the wave of how the sport is going. Penalties is a good one now. There's a million penalties in the NFL. But total bases, guys, Mookie Betts was one and a half at minus 110. One and a half bases for Mookie Betts. I'm curious to see what they do tomorrow. Are they going to make it two and a half? Or are they going to make it one and a half with more juice? And I'm playing it. Like, you know, we talked about it. You know, I told you guys I thought Mookie Betts is going to be the MVP. He was 9-1. to one, It closed at 7-1 to one before first pitch tonight. But Mookie Betts is the one guy in the Dodgers that had played against the Rays. All right? 97 career games against the Rays coming in. Now make it 98. But 97. And he had a career with 310 batting average against the Rays. 16 home runs. Make it 17. And he has a 300 batting average against everybody on the Rays. Every starting pitcher on the Rays, Mookie Betts, has a career batting average of 300 or better than. So it's not a shock that Mookie Betts is two for four tonight. And, oh, yeah, two for four with a home run. And, uh, you know, so he had a single, a walk, and a home run uh, tonight. Mookie Betts, his total basis was one and a half. So he ended up with, uh, what, um, six. <laughs> six total bases, four for the home run, one for the walk, one for the single. Six total bases for Mookie Betts tonight. The prop was one and a half. I don't like using the term free money, but holy crap, man. I wish I went bigger on that. I knew it was good, too, but I got I, I got killed over the weekend, right? My units, 
I actually, my units were bad tonight, but I would it just is what it is. You know, we've had a, anyone knows it's been tuning in. We've had a bad couple of days. Um, you know, any, anybody, uh, anybody tuning in uh, knows that, you know, we, we weren't the only ones. A lot of people struggled over the weekend in the NFL and then yesterday as well. But so, yeah, the Mookie Betts bet was a nice one. We hit both strikeouts uh, to the over. Uh, that was good. We hit an in-game over. That was good. And we were on the Dodgers minus 160. So after the train wreck of the last um, 48 hours we've had betting, in which I talked about it on Game Time Decisions, um, we, you know, we lost 12 units in two days. We were down. We were, we were minus 12 units in two days. So it was nice to get that 6-0 and sweep. I don't count the little run. Well, we'll call it six and one, but for my account, it's like I I didn't go big on that. Uh, I didn't go big on will there be a base runner. <laughs> I put 15 bucks on it. Right? I just did it. As, you know, we were live on the air. I figured, all right, let's have some fun with this. It's a thing. You know, you're doing a live gambling show. Sometimes you got to just sort of have fun and roll, roll with it. But you're only as good as your next play. And we talk about the resiliency of the race. And, you know, the Rays have been ultra-resilient, obviously, this year. They've been resilient in the playoffs. And they're going to be they're going to be more relaxed now. You could tell they were a little bit... Um, you could tell that, you know, the World Series moment got to them a bit at the start of the baseball game uh, today. I think they're going to be more relaxed and, and, uh, and calmer. We're looking for... Uh, we've been looking for a number. And basically, it was the uncertainty of the Los Angeles Dodgers pitching situation. And which, you know, were they going to go with Bueller? What, what, you know, what, 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 who were they going to go with Urias? Like, what were they going to do here in game two? The Dodgers have been very tight-lipped. Tampa, you know, you know, Tampa, it's spelled out here. It is what it is. Um, Snell is going for, for the Tampa Bay Rays. Gonsolin. Gonsolin. This somewhat surprises me. I got to be honest. I thought they would go with Urias here. I thought they'd go Urias here in game two. Bueller pitched over the weekend, right? So Bueller and Bueller's got the blister. You know, you're not going to rush Bueller back on short rest. You have the off day as well. Don't forget on Thursday, right? They play on Wednesday again. They play tomorrow and then they're off on Thursday. So I'm totally not surprised. I knew they weren't going to go with Bueller. You know what I mean? Um, I'm uh, I'm a Dodger obsessed fan, so as I was walking down the street today, I was going over the the the, the possibilities in my head about how we should approach it. Like, all right, so how how do you want to do this? You know, a lot of people thought it was it was uh, a lot of people were like, oh, Kershaw. I saw people in our chat, you know, pretty much trolls. And I love I, I love I love our trolls too. Like, I, you know what? I should be flattered that you guys are so obsessed with me, but it's almost scary, bro. Go for a walk like I do, man. Go for a walk. Guys, like, uh, I'm up, man. Like, uh, it's, you know, I'm on the West Coast now, so I'm up in the morning. Scott Wetzel's doing a show, and I see the same stalkers are talking about me while Wetzel's show is going on. They're talking to themselves about me. Like, Wetzel's fans don't care about me. Like, and they got nothing against me, but I'm saying, like, the viewers of Wetzel's chat like, they don't even care. So you get these loser dudes. They go in there, oh, Marenzi, you see last night, all what he said, his picks are, are said. And even they even say, we don't care what he said. And then I even see, I saw one guy go, I like Marenzi, but 
I don't know why you're talking about him right now. <laughs> but he even said we're talking about baseball right now. They're nut jobs. They're nut jobs. I saw it even tonight after I left after in game live during like there's like the same people talking to each other. And like these they're they're, they're schizophrenic. Like there's one dude here, he's got like he talks to himself. He's got multiple names and he's talking to himself. <laughs> and for me, I hey it's two viewers. Hey, I'll take it. Like I always say, if you really hate me, you know, don't watch the show and don't give me views. <laughs> but uh, no, no, they're the psychos. But my point is, too, I just saw in our chat before, oh, Marenzi's boasting. I actually never even brought up that we went 6-0 and until now. You reminded me. Thank you. Uh, boasted about, oh, after he had, you know, his NFL pick sucked. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm the one that posted my record, jackass. I'm the one that tweeted out. My picks that after, oh boy, I got killed. I'm the one that talked about it today. <laughs> like you, like some some of you guys are like the definition of stupid. Like people at rallies make you guys look smart. Like God, like it's just like the, the level of stupidity. Like holy crap. But thanks for tuning in. Uh, so we've been waiting for a number and I was thinking, how are they going to handle this? So I, I like the Walker Bueller. Let's give Bueller some time off. Let's let's roll Bueller out on Friday. I got no problem with that. I like that idea. I like I was all, I was on board with that all along. I like the start in Kershaw. I was bold. I liked it. If we're gonna win, you need Kershaw to pitch well. So whatever they threw him out there in game one. And honestly, too, it was a perfect. There was a lot of pressure on Kershaw tonight, but Kershaw was in a good situation where it's game one. The series wasn't on the line, right? The guy, it's just one game. You know, if they would have lost, but so he was in a good spot tonight. And great job by Kershaw. Thank you, Clayton, for hitting our strikeout prop. Uh, Glass now strikeout prop went over the number as well. So you remember the Dodgers went in Game Seven with uh, Dustin May. They went with Dustin May starting the game, carrot top, um, and it was pretty shaky. He threw eight straight balls to start the baseball game. He got hit kind of hard. He calmed down. He got out of it. They, you know, they only gave up a run, but it was like good defense and luck that they got out of it. I would not be comfortable with starting him again. And you know what? You know, I'm two for two thinking like Dave Roberts. And we'll get to Dave Roberts momentarily. But I told I'm on the same page, Skip. Um, like if I'm in the meeting room, if I'm in the coaches' meeting, I'm on the same page here, 100. I like Gonsolin. We trust him. Uh, limited spot start. We bring Dustin May in after, but we don't start May. Just don't put the pressure on him. May, you know, he's already, he went through this already on, on, so, you know, I like, I like where we're going with this. I like where we're going with this. And I'm assuming then we roll out Urias on Saturday, right? I'm assuming they roll out Urias on Saturday and then Kershaw on Sunday. And then boom, if it goes seven, if needed, Walker Bueller on Tuesday. If needed, right? So it'll be, you know, it, I, I, I like it. So the number is out. So we've got uh, Blake Snell versus Tony Gonsolin. Los Angeles Dodgers, minus 152. Minus 152. The total, eight. And... 
I, it's hit or miss, guys. I tell you, all oh, this number's not going to be there, and it's going to change. And sometimes I'm right on these overnight hours because we're we're seeing these numbers fresh, right? That's the one thing when you're doing shows in, in this hour. I like it because we have the first takes. Everyone else will watch a bunch of shows and then form their opinion after uh, what the sheep are going with. I don't care. I'm coming out like hot here, seeing this hot off the presses, and the numbers just been posted. And man, eight. Come on, the Dodgers can score eight. I hate betting baseball overs. I'm a baseball underbetter more than an overbetter, and even I bet the over eight and a half in game today. Even I'm like, yeah, there's going to be more runs. Dude, how the hell? Like, eight runs? I'm I'm actually surprised. You have less better pitchers on the hill here today. Gonsolin is a rookie. Gonsolin is a rookie, guys, and he ain't going six innings, this kid. All right? Like, so basically, the Dodgers are tipping their hand here. It's going to be Gonsolin. They're going to go with Dustin May. It's going to be a bullpen game. They might go with Urias. Um, you know what I mean? It's a, it could be a bullpen game. It is. But, you know. And you had Creighton Kershaw today, and it was seven and a half against uh, Glass now. Seven and a half. Now you get Snell against a rookie, and it's only eight after they just put up 11 runs combined. And and honestly, like Tampa, you got to, I don't know. I don't think Tampa's only going to score three runs in every game in this series. I think Tampa's, Tampa's going to put some runs up on the board eventually. All right? I'm not saying the Dodgers are going to sweep them and win 18-1 every night or anything. Like, I don't know. The, I, I Like you said, I, like I said, I know you guys know I don't like betting baseball overs pregame. I'll do it in-game, but I'm looking at this number, and it feels light, and I wouldn't be surprised if it was eight and a half in a couple hours right now. Like I said, this number just came out. Like, it literally just, just came. Like, it wasn't out literally 20 minutes ago. This number was just posted. Uh, the Dodgers... Uh, the Dodgers have been great on the... Uh, the Dodgers have been great on the run line. Right? The Dodgers have been winning on the on the run line. And uh, they've been very profitable. Steve Merrill uh, brought it up. The Dodgers, for some reason, they just they don't seem to play a lot of one-run games. One way or the other. And I'll tell you what. The Dodgers... I actually had to do like a triple and quadruple take. I got bad in on my eyes. Shot here. Bright lights. Dodgers minus one and a half is plus 135. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Radio with Gabe Morenci. Sports Rage Late Night. Bet your rage. As, uh, we see we have a, a heavy troll. Well, a heavy troll. It's like, it's like two, I don't know, like schizophrenic, like nut jobs and stuff. But you know what, uh, Yang? Tomorrow night, we'll bust out uh, the machine guns in honor of the late, great Ted Teven. And uh, we'll have to start uh, spraying bullets live like we used to, actually. You got it, buddy. So our, boy, our, bo- our boy, yeah, you got you got a lot on your mind, Yang, right? You got a lot going on. You're putting together winning parlays. Uh, you're dealing with the lovely ladies. You got, like, fine scooters. Um, you got a lot going on. You can't be worrying about losers in a chat all the time. I totally get it. I totally get it. But 
Um, it's sort of like, I look at this stuff, Yang, it's like a bar in which, you know, yeah, yeah, it's a business and every bar has like, you know, the, the loud loser, the drunk loser and like the pathetic guy or whatever. And I'm talking about like the, the dive bars and stuff. And it's like, yeah, whatever. The guy's a loser and, you know, it is what it is and everyone knows it. But at some point of the night, when the loser starts bothering other people in the bar too much and it's just annoying, you got to throw them out yet. Like that's that's the way that's the way that I look at this. Absolutely, like man. I, like I just said, like I'm like a bus driver, like in New York City. Yeah? You're a bus driver in New York. You know you're gonna get nut jobs. You're gonna get on the bus and take a dump on the back of it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> you know, you know that some guy's gonna start pleasuring himself, like in front of you or something. It goes with the Come territory, on. buddy. Eggs, you read my mind. You just you read, took the words out of my mind. <laughs> it's part of part of the job. So, hey, but you know what they always told me, man? They said if you don't have hecklers, if you ain't got trolls, you ain't on your job. Oh, exactly. No, you're no, you're exactly right. Like if if you if everything's just like you know, oh whatever, then there's no action and stuff like that. You're you're exactly right. You know you're you're exactly right. Apathy is what uh, apathy is what kills. <laughs> apathy is what uh, kills. All right, so tune in to Game Time Decisions on these radio stations. You got bagels and bad beats uh, coming up with Scott Wetzel. On these radio, many of these radio stations. Shout out to SoCal. Let's get it, LA. Rogers up one game uh, right now. Three more. Tomorrow's going to be tough. I need to sleep on this. I think the I think the overs uh, in play at eight. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.